Hi, I'm Rob Wolf, Director of Communications at the Center for Court Innovation. And today I'm talking with Liberty Aldrich, who is our Director of Domestic Violence and Family Court Programs. Hi, Liberty. Hi. We're talking today about the Kings County Parent Support Program, which the Center for Court Innovation operates in collaboration with New York City Family Court and the city's Human Resources Administration. The Parent Support Program works closely with non-custodial parents who owe child support. And over the course of the program's first 17 months, there have been about $140,000 in child support collected. Liberty and I recently had a chance to see a graduation of participants. So today I thought we would listen to some excerpts from that. To start off, Liberty, I thought maybe you could just uh, give an overview of what the Kings County Parent Support Program is. Sure. Thanks. The Parent Support Program takes a problem-solving approach to address a problem that has bedeviled courts and parents and families for a long time, which is how can we address the persistent problem of non-payment of child support in a way that is both fair to the non-custodial parents, but also provides support to children. The Parent Support Program is open to any non-custodial parent in Brooklyn who is in arrears on their child support. Support magistrates, attorneys, or other folks can refer potential participants to the Parent Support Program. And that program has a resource coordinator. The resource coordinator meets with the non-custodial dad sees whether he's eligible for the program, sees what kind of services he needs in order to become better employed, better able to support his children. And if it's appropriate, she makes that recommendation to the support magistrate that that non-custodial dad be ordered to participate in those programs in lieu of more traditional sanctions. The court continues to monitor his compliance with the programs on a regular basis, bringing him back to court and checking in to see if, in fact, he's taking advantage of the services offered. You know, I'm gathering that the program really is to support, as its name suggests. I thought maybe we could listen to some of the things we heard from the graduation. Here in her welcoming remarks, Theodora Andriospolis, the Deputy Borough Chief of Child Support for the Brooklyn Family Court Division, pointed out that the parent support program goes beyond focusing just on the parents' failures to actually trying to offer some concrete help. Enforcement petitions are often viewed as proceedings which focus on a parent's failure to pay child support. However, the parent support program and the success of the graduates today has shown that enforcement petitions can be more than that. They can be an opportunity for a second chance to be given to a parent who wished to comply with the child support order but had not had the ability to do so in the past because of his or her own personal circumstances. So maybe you can tell me what kind of personal circumstances might prevent a parent from being able to make child support payments. In a lot of the cases that we've had so far, and so far we've worked with over 120 non-custodial parents, the major issue are a history of incarceration, which makes it very difficult to find uh, adequate employment, and underemployment. So in other words, folks who lost their jobs, folks who were previously making 
um, a regular salary who are no longer able to sustain that level of income. And so they may be making ends meet on uh, for their personal needs by doing odd jobs, but they're unable to find adequate employment. Well, um, let's listen to what Devin Banton said about why he wasn't able to make his payments. What brought you to the program? What was the situation that got you here? The situation was that, you know, the economy got bad and I had my whole vehicle and I had accident twice. Not my fault, but it, it because of the accident I had suffered the loss of TLC license and then wasn't working, payment got backed up on me. So the child's mother decided to take me here. When I spoke to support magistrate Nicholas Palos, he said that problems for some non-custodial parents often start with the child support order. Here's part of what he said. A needs-based order for most of the people that we see in Brooklyn and the way we calculate them they're way beyond the means of somebody who can afford the non-custodial parents. So, so what is a needs-based order? A needs-based order is if we don't have good information regarding the income of a parent, we have to then enter an order based upon the needs of a child. When you have nothing countering it, it's a default order, for example, that's what we enter, and these guys get these huge bills. And a lot of times, they're, they're never going to get out from underneath them unless we take some more proactive steps, so that's what we're looking to do. So, Liberty, let me ask you, if someone is facing high arrears because of an order that goes well beyond their ability to pay, how does the parent support program help the parent turn the situation around? In two ways. The first is that we do an individualized assessment with each participant in the program and see what kind of services that we know are out there would actually improve his chances of finding a good job that will allow him to support his children. The second point is that many of these folks are overwhelmed by the court process itself. So while they knew they weren't really able to make this payment, they felt so overwhelmed that they never came into court to ask for it to be reduced to reflect what their actual income was. So they let the payments continue to accumulate and they get further and further behind. So the second thing that we really do is work with them on understanding the legal process and understanding what they can do to make their payments more manageable in the future. Magistrate Palos also explained that the parent support program doesn't just offer the parent services like job training, but also intensive supervision. It's, it's intensive in court that they may be on the calendar for a while every week. But it's also it's a matter of carrots and sticks as well. I mean, it's a matter if they're doing well, you know, I pat them on the back, we move them along, we expand their court appearances out. If things aren't going well, we've used things such as contracting them out of when you come to court, a couple of times sit in the back of the courtroom and just watch for a day, or sort of the equivalent when I was a kid of standing in the corner. Um, I've had them write essays, and about three guys who've actually referred for community service projects. The ultimate leverage, of course, is proceeding to the hearing on a willful violation and the potential for possibly recommending jail. So how important is this kind of supervision that the parent support program offers? 
That is absolutely essential. That's really the key factor that distinguishes this program for any, from any other program. We are combining the provision of services, making sure people know where they can get help with the accountability to make sure that they're taking advantage of those services. It's not okay for folks not to support their children. That can't be the outcome here. The outcome has to be that it's a win for the non-custodial dad, but it's also a win for the kids. And the way that we ensure that is through the compliance reviews by making sure that the non-custodial parents are actually applying for jobs, that they're actually participating in the programs, and that they're taking proactive steps to address their legal situation. How widespread is this model? Is, is this happening in other places, and, and what are the plans for carrying it forward? There are several jurisdictions around the country that are trying similar kinds of approaches in child support cases, and we think that it's very promising. We think that it's, as I said before, it really can be a win for everybody, for the custodial parent who needs and is, has a right to get support, for the non-custodial parent who can reestablish a relationship with their child, because often when they're not paying child support, that causes difficulty in their relationship with their children, and for for the child, obviously, uh, who is able to have the support that they need. We're certainly hoping to replicate it in other jurisdictions in New York City, as well as work with other jurisdictions across the country that are interested in replicating this approach. Well, I have to say my overall impression, just having been there for the graduation, was of this incredibly positive energy from the fathers speaking very positively about the program. And I thought maybe we could conclude just by hearing from the father we heard earlier, Devin Banton. And, you know, I, I, I really feel great about the program because at first I thought it would kill me. How it so? Would destroy me. Because, you know, listening to people's experience that hey, it's the ladies always win and the judge may charge or give you a burden, some amount to pay, but it was reasonable to me. And the program was fair in the sense that it gives me a chance again to see myself as a father because I was feeling less of myself, especially when I'm heard deadbeat dad. So I was encouraged that this program here gives me a certificate and it really makes, I, makes me feel as if I achieved something great. So I'm just looking forward to just make my payments on time and double up to catch up with some of the areas that I hold. I'm Rob Wolf, Director of Communications at the Center for Court Innovation, and I've been speaking with Liberty Aldrich, who is the Director of the Center for Court Innovation's Family and Domestic Violence Programming, which includes the Parent Support Program, which is run in close collaboration with Brooklyn Family Court and the New York City Human Resources Administration. To find out more about the Parent Support Program or anything else we do at the Center for Court Innovation, you can visit our website www.courtinnovation.org and you can listen to more New Thinking podcasts on our website or at iTunes. Thanks for listening.